And it's just, I don't want to see these old ladies get abused by mean producers who are like forcing them to cry. I'm or forcing saying, them to have like three drinks. And it's like, I haven't had a drink <laughs> since my first husband passed. <laughs> and now you're shit faced on television. Right. I hate my fucking grandson. <laughs> you know, like, oh no. <laughs> and now actually, I'm like, maybe this is going to be the best version of The Bachelor we ever see created. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. You just heard a little tease of my chat with John Gabris, one of my favorites. Uh, he just helped me get through a Beyonce concert thanks to a wonderful weed product he created. And we're going to get into all the TV he's watching, dad TV mostly. But don't worry, we're also going to talk about Alone and Just Like That. And we get very much into Big Brother and those international spinoffs that made me clutch my pearls this week when I heard about what they're doing over there in Europe on Big Brother. It's an exciting conversation, so let's just get right into it. Enjoy my interview with John Gabris. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. John Gabris, welcome to TV Club. We're, let's get right into this because, yeah, we do the whole before we dive in. Why don't you tell me about myself? I, we every, everybody knows. We all know. We, we all know. I, it's a fucking we, yeah. Earwolf podcast. You're in, you and I have done each other's shows countless done times. Done our shows. We yeah. get it. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna give you a shout out for something that maybe people don't know. Which is that you just did a collab with Pax. Oh, hell yeah. My little Pax era vaporizer. Your dude. Pax era vape. I got to get one. And let me tell you, I brought that to the Beyonce concert because I could I knew I could bring it in. It's tiny. It's pink. Yes, yeah, it's so cute. I got a pink one. I was like, oh, you knew I wanted pink. Brought it to the Beyonce show. It elevated the entire experience. It's my go-to movie theater bathroom ripper. Like while I yeah. do my last pee before I get my drink before the movies, I do a big old rip from the high and mighty packs and ooh yeah, gets you right. It's perfect for events. Cause it's like, oh, I was right in the middle of SoFi fuck. stadium, yeah. just like hitting my thing. And people were like, what's that? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I have not, it's I not me nothing. with my cute little pink thing. Absolutely not. Hell yeah. It was, it was so adorable. Actually, Beyonce from the stage stopped just to be like, I just want to say, I really love that. That vape. You're using Is that the high and mighty packs era collab? So, yeah, like- that's exactly. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, you're a Ebers fan. And she was like, absolutely. <laughs> so I just want to let the people know that really. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Ashley. And that is 
something I am, uh, you know, uh, expanding my boundaries here. I'm trying, <laughs> trying uh, to keep the lights on here at High and Mighty Studios. <laughs> uh, aren't, aren't we all during this 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 very long strike? How are you doing? How how's it been? It's been okay. Um, I of course was never really that successful in Hollywood before this, so <laughs> I've had I have a bunch of other means to survive, a la podcasting, Patreons, uh, influencer bullshit, like all the stuff I do. I gave I got a day job. I was like, you know what? I got to go back to the day job advertising. I I, I, what, I had to do what I had to do. There's no you're not going to catch a fucking lick of judgment. Only a dash of jealousy <laughs> from your boy Gabrus over here. Even once the strikes are over, I think like I, I wasn't fucking dropping the hammer on Hollywood before the strikes happened, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know but now, what the industry is going to look like after and if I'm going to be invited to it in any way. Right. So. It's like, I don't know how long my next staffing thing will be. So I'm going to be working over here, getting the fine parents of America to buy various products. Uh, <laughs> Thank and you, I'm going to feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we are hitting that part of the the strike where people said, you know, most people aren't going to notice that TV is going to get worse. They aren't going to notice that everything's reality TV. We've hit that wall where people notice. My mom was on the phone at me yelling because ABC was playing back-to-back episodes of The Connors for five hours. <laughs> yeah, I watched football last night, and uh, <laughs> the commercials were for... Normally, one thing I... En- I mean, I enjoy watching my New York Giants. Not last night when they lost 40 nothing to division rivals, the Cowboys. That hurt, but... I like watching, I don't really watch a lot of stuff with commercials. So when I watch these shows, when I watch football, you get those ads for shows that you don't wouldn't normally watch. You're like, million little pieces, huh? Like, you know, you just like learn about uh, network dramas that way. And nothing was popping off. Like nothing. Yeah. It's usually like, oh, million little pieces has been on for six (laughs) years, huh? Oh, shit. I have two friends on this show or whatever. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's nothing. Like my mom is truly like, Ashley, what, the TV is just like Love Island and reality shows and then just like episodes of Abbott Elementary I've seen 80 times. Oh, man. It's it's fucking it's it's why I hope people start feeling it. I hope like the Stranger Things fanatics start showing up to fucking Hollywood and Van our Sunset and Van Ness and start going ape shit at Netflix. That's who we we need to like act at fandoms need to get activated. The people who are craving <laughs> the next season of blank. They need yeah. to start fucking You need going. to get out there yeah. because if the strike keeps going, I mean, they already said Netflix is going to do the age, the like de-age software for the Stranger Things kids because they're supposed to be like, what, 14 and they're all like 25. <laughs> <laughs> that stresses me out, too. I mean, I, I don't right? want I don't want to step on Millie Bobby Brown's bag at all. So she can. <laughs> So let her get her bag, but that's fucking crazy. We're de-aging kids. <laughs> not yeah, like- we're de-aging actual children because Netflix not children to enough. give into the strike. Yeah, yeah for fuck's sake. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are. It's just, I, I, but one thing that I think has been pretty positive, as someone who loves reality TV, like they are really digging into the trash at this point. Yeah, I feel like we're getting to the point where it's like, like they have this show where celebrities pretend to be on Mars. Wait, I've been seeing clips from that on X, and yeah. I have <laughs> no idea what this. It's like Lance Armstrong. Like I had no idea yeah, what it was in like reference to. Lance Armstrong. It's hosted by like a 
like a Olympic winning. Uh, uh, what are those people who skate on ice? Ice skaters. <laughs> yeah. One okay. of them. And I don't know why this person is like, I would be an expert on how people would live on Mars. Marshawn Lynch like they... is on it too, right? Yeah. Like it's the wildest mix of celebrities like uh, Tatiana Ali, I believe. Oh, like, or is that, is it Layla Ali? Who's Muhammad Ali's daughter? <laughs> oh yeah. Tatiana Ali, I think is from, is from uh, Fresh Prince of Bella. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> but Layla Ali is on it and it's just, celebrities pretending they live on Mars, but it's just a sound studio. And they're like, no, if you go outside, you'll die. And it's like, no, if you go outside, you'll be in like the valley. It's so fine. it's like, so it's like, they're like playing, like it's big brother, but like the gimmick is that they're on Mars. So it, do they have, yeah. To like and they have eat, challenges like the astronauts and, eating shit or like they have to poop in like vacuums. <laughs> yeah. And like do everything how an astronaut does. And I think they throw challenges at them. Like they're like, Oh no, your space lettuce was contaminated. What are you going to do? And it's like, who's going to be the leader? Oh, I can't find myself giving a shit about that. <laughs> exactly. <at all. laughs> yeah. I can't care. It's like that. And then they also have this new army show where celebrities pretend to like join the army and do like very difficult challenges to prove themselves. But it's just like Jamie, Jamie Lynn Spears. I like bad celebrity reality shows like that because if they last, there's a chance I could be on them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't think a lot of celebrities are dying to be on the army, <laughs> but for me, when they go down to D list, like I, I I've said this countless times, but, I do not want alone my favorite reality show to do a celebrity yeah. uh, season until I'm a celebrity. <laughs> like, exactly. I, hold off until I'm a celebrity, please. I, I just I want to be on that. Sh so that <laughs> that shit appeals to me a little bit. Here's the thing, Ashley. I feel bad saying this. I I'm, I work a lot in unscripted as a host and uh, producer and stuff like that, but I don't love. I like competition reality. I really love travel, lifestyle, cooking reality a lot. But I don't really love like whatever the other the third kind of reality. Is I feel like, like follow the, the, it's docs like or everything else. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really love that. And and it's funny because before the strike, I was really, you know, my wife got really into Vanderpump as someone was like right before oh, Scandal. Yeah. She's like, no, you you have to watch. And she just like got hooked. She's always been into like the housewives and that kind of world. And so it's on in my house. And I just don't have a palette for it. Like, and I think, and I've been, I think about it a lot because so many people love it. And I like tons of shit that sucks. Like, you know, this about me and I know yeah. we're both I, I love rampant stuff omnivores of television content. Yeah. I watch a lot of bad stuff, but there's something for me that these shows I feel, look, I'll just say it. I grew up in a house full of drunk people yelling. So I do think <laughs> part of the, my disdain for these shows is like drunk people yelling and it's like, and I, and it feels weird. And then I get in my head about how it's incentivized for them to behave poorly. Like, Oh yeah. I can't get over that Scandaval, like cheating on your wife it was like mutually beneficial for them. Like it like, worked out for everyone yes. involved. Yeah. It's I mean, like people tangential to the was show. the career move. Yes. The tangentially everyone, if they get paid episodically, they got more episodes, the show, it revitalized the show. And that just hurts my heart. Not that I give a shit about their marriage and grownups are allowed <laughs> to do whatever they want to do. Uh, but there's something, something upsetting that like, us watching it, Bravo paying them, how how it all, how the economy all works. That it, they're 
they benefited from a divorce. Like they got like fight like, and that's like, that, so a lot of people benefit from divorce and that it turns their lives around. But like to go through something that was like a cheating scandal and it helps everyone in like, yeah. we're rewarding Where the wrong behavior. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, you got us ratings. This is great. Do you want to be an influencer for my makeup brand? Yes. Like- do you want to do fucking ads for insert any product here? Now that you're huge and are an, uh, a, a, a cuckold. No, that's not the word we're looking for. Uh, an inf, Inf- I was going to say infidel. Infidel, that's, yeah. That's, that's someone who does infidelity. Uh, <laughs> that's not an infidel. I think that might be something. <laughs> an adulterer. That's adulterer. A- <laughs> that's the word I was I was going to be like a, a bastard. And I remember as a kid, I was watching King of Queens with my mom. And if you remember, there's a whole storyline where Doug's friend cheats on his wife. Uh, and of course I, I remember all of the King of Queens storylines. <laughs> yeah, as, as one does. And Well, let me just check my dry erase board of Kings of Queens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, when the friend, not the Patton Oswald friend, the black friend. Uh-huh. Uh, of course. Cheated on his wife. Black people, how dare they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into the problematic aspects of King of Queens another time. But, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. And I just like looked at my mom and I was like, that bastard. And she was like, you're not allowed to say that. That's like a bad word. <laughs> I was I, like, no, it's not. It's like a word they say in the old times. <laughs> yeah. Bastard never felt like a bad word. I remember hearing the phrase rat bastard when I was younger and yeah. absolutely loving it. And- That's a cool. Yeah. <laughs> it just snaps. So. Now you got these guys. They just want to be big old bastards because that's what gets the ratings. And they are. And they are. And see, that's why I like a reality show that is more real people. Like they, they just did a new season of My Strange Addiction. Okay. Uh, it's like I can get 10 into years, this. 10 years later. Because that's that's a little closer to documentary. Yeah. And like I wouldn't call like it's crazy to call like Real Housewives a, docu- a <laughs> documentary. Series. Yeah. But like these like. 600 pound life intervention uh my strange addiction um even 90 day fiance to a way like they're normal people at least they're They're normal people and like the new season of my strange addiction was so hard to watch it was so so hard they did a couple that like drinks each other's pee there was like a guy who eats raw meat it just it was a lot but then it ends on the happy like a happy note with this couple where the husband drinks the wife's breast milk and it ends with the doctor being like, actually, this is like pretty normal. It's not a problem if like you enjoy doing it. And they're like, yeah, we're the only couple that was like, you can do this. <laughs> we got permission from the doctor. Colostrum is actually really good development in whole aid. Uh, get nuts, get jacked, drinking breast milk. Yeah. Good for me. But then the guy who was eating raw meat had like five rare types of E. coli in his system. And the doctor was like, you will die. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. And like, that show is interesting in that they follow, but I get scared in situations like that because our society puts such a paramount on fame. Like no kid wants to be like when we were growing up, kids wanted to be like teachers, lawyers, doctors. You just, you you maybe even only knew about five jobs, right? It was like the Lego (laughs) man jobs. You're like, are you going to be a cop, a fireman, a doctor, a blah, 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 you know? Or if you were a kid and you were an asshole, people would be like, you're going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, like whenever you were a wise ass, like someone should go to law school. Yeah. No way. (laughs) No way, Ashley Ray. Yes way, Ashley Ray. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I believe it. I fucking believe it. But the, uh, the thing, like, now everyone wants to be famous so bad. Yeah. And 
It makes for sense. For bad be- reasons. For bad reasons, because it but it does make sense that you can have like a career just being kind of famous. Like you can like live, you can live in a fucking hype house with six other fucking with six freaks, other kids, clout and you're just chasing like, assholes. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm famous because I'm the one who drinks my pee. Right. So But the the thing that gets me in my head a little bit is like these stro- shows like My Strange Addiction, like so, like someone might be putting something on uh, and we know how production of these shows go it's like yeah well my husband actually eats uh red meat it's like is he addicted to it it's like well no it's like well, well no, for the sake of the yeah it, can but you like for the show for the show can you talk it up and you can blah 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 and like that's what yeah. stresses me out is that and i guess this is something that had to have happened 20 years ago but i feel like we're heading down a path and we're rewarding like really bad behavior oh yeah absolutely the fact that you just get paid for uh quote tweets and like so like if you just if you just write like Martin Short sucks like sucks and then everyone spends all day arguing in your comments like how dare you say this and then you get a paycheck from X for like eight hundred dollars or whatever yeah. it's it's so dumb it's just and in, in my strange addiction in this last season there was one addiction where I was like okay we're kind of stretching this there was this woman who was like I'm addicted to sleeping with my blow dryer. And she would like with it on. Okay, that's like, she, that's yeah. crazy. Not just yeah. the, but yeah, like with it on. And then she was like, I've burned myself four times. But then even her kid was kind of like, I mean, she doesn't do it all the time. Like it's just sometimes she's sleeping with the blow dryer. <laughs> so, okay. And I was like, you know, just get like a, a heated pillow or something, ma'am. Like, they have cool setting, right? Throw it on cool. Oh, is it the noise? Does she need like a white noise machine? She likes maybe? the noise and the heat. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I like the noise and the heat. That's an interesting Tinder profile. Yeah, the noise and the heat. <laughs> Bring baby. the noise and the heat, baby. <laughs> I got you, mama. <laughs> yeah. So there is a, a new reality show coming that I, I don't know where it falls in this. Uh, because first it's it's part of The Bachelor, which I as a whole feel is uh horrible. Yeah, I have I have issues. My my wife is similar. She likes all this, uh all the uh these follow docs, the real housewives. But when it comes to the romance ones, she says awkward kissing, like for her awkward kissing is like one of the most difficult things to watch. Yes. I hate watching awkward kisses. I hate reality show kissing. 90 day fiance is the worst at this because they like really turn the sound up on the kisses. I hate it. I'm not here for any of that stuff stresses me out. I don't like seeing that. And then, Bachelor hovers around that world of people who just kind of want to be famous too. And that kind of stresses me. Like if it's a competition reality show with like a skill set, even survivor, which I don't watch and doesn't really have, but like, (laughs) I loved Project Runway. I loved Top Show. Oh, I love Project Runway. Yeah. Did you do the new season, Project Runway All-Stars? I actually watched a few episodes recently, and I was really fucking impressed. Christian is awesome. I love Christian Seriano as the host. He's so he was so good. Yeah, and I I'd I probably watched the first eight seasons of Same. And then just never watched it again. And I guess never it never really went away. And then like it just I threw it back on. I'm like, this feels fucking good again. And it was fun that it was Christian, because of the seasons I watched, I did remember He's him. Yeah, Oh, always remember Christian's season. And they had really good designers who came back for All-Stars. Uh, I liked it, even though it did get kind of boring. Like, after a while, it was pretty clear who was going to win. And then it just kind of was like, okay, we're just marching towards this person's inevitable win. <laughs> but, you know, those shows I like. But The Bachelor, like you said, it's people who you know just want Instagram followers who are like, yeah, I'm here to just be famous. But now they're doing The Golden Bachelor, where they're bringing in an old man who I think is like, 
I don't know, in his 70s or something. <laughs> what? That's like real yeah. old. That's not even like, yeah. Yeah, not like like Hollywood old, but that's like elderly. And then they're bringing in women of that same age. So it's the Golden Bachelor and they've released profiles of these women and they're all just sweet, amazing people. They're like, oh, my name is Sarah and I'm proud of my credit score. Like I'm wait. Anne and I love my knitting group. And now I'm this shit, like, wait, hold on. Cause this is, this is getting uh, my juices flowing in, yeah. a, in a number of ways here because it's someone who's already like lived their life and is a fully realized person and isn't, <laughs> Yeah, they, I'm sure we'll have a handful of fame hunting psychos out of these old baddies, Always, <laughs> but I, I also am attracted to older women. So there's a whole nother sla- <laughs> layer here. I'm sure the fucking cougar hunting milf hunter crap, the people who grew up <laughs> watching milf watching. stuff on browsers are going to be tuning in yours truly. <laughs> um, give me the golden bachelor where it's like a 30 something year old guy and a bunch of 16, 70 year old women. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's like now, literally that my all, search terms <laughs> on both sides would make everyone happier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't want to see these old ladies get abused by mean producers who are like forcing them to cry I'm or forcing saying, them to have like three drinks and it's like i haven't had a drink <laughs> since my first husband passed <laughs> and now you're shit faced on television right. i hate like, my fucking grandson <laughs> you know like oh no and now actually i'm like maybe this is going to be the best version of the bachelor we ever see created. are you hyped for it i am extremely hyped for it it's out september 28th i <laughs> cannot wait <laughs> i'm very curious because i hope that i hope that the whole tone of the show is a little different because these this is foreseeably people who actually may want to find love. Yes. Like, or, or have an understanding of like, I'm around for 15 more years. I can handle a partner. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to spend it alone. Right. Yeah. So I kind of have some faith in it, but I'm also just like, I don't know. But like when you're like a 21 year old cocktail waitress, I don't really care about like, like looking for love. You're like, I haven't found anyone yet. You're like, no shit, babe. You're like a young child. Like, no, exactly. Like when I watch like uh, love is blind or any of that, like hot, too hot to handle. And I'm like, you're a 22 year old. What are we pretending? What do you need love for right now? I mean, like, I understand we all love, love and need love but what do you need a partnership for right now you don't need to get married now you need to find a stable income or something we're really rushing to read a fucking book baby (laughs) imagine bold naturally aged tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger Eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. <sighs> it's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary dairy. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Did you watch uh, After the Altar? No, and I don't love is blind. I'm not a love is blind guy. I can't do I I can't do love is blind. I can't do 90 day fiance. I did the first season of love is blind and it was 
in, what's the word I'm looking for? Novel. Like the <laughs> the premise of it was interesting and yeah. novel, but the people upset me so much. Like the second it got to be like people were like, you know, the gameplay came in. I'm like, I don't even f like <laughs> give me love on a spectrum. Fucking give me 10,000 oh, episodes yeah. of love. On love a on the spectrum is the best. I mean, that makes me feel like people are good. The world is a good place and love yeah. is possible for anyone. And then love is blind makes me go, Oh, people are horrible. And <laughs> Maybe no it's cuffing season over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch big brother, but okay. The, Big Brother Portugal has been going viral on Twitter this week. I don't no, know I if not. you've seen Talk these videos, but did you know on Big Brother in Europe, they just have sex on camera, like just very blatantly. And it's not like uh, it's just happening. Okay, I'm going to come <laughs> clean about some some shit here real quick, Ashley. I <laughs> have never watched Big Brother but I have watched an abundance of Big Brother international clips <laughs> on, let's say, tube sites of sorts. <laughs> because I really okay. like, when, hey, we're here. We're, you and I are friends. When I watch pornography, I don't really enjoy yeah. professionals. I like the kind of amateur uh, you know, uh, action. I think that's a little hotter, a little less of a facade is up. And so... I sometimes find myself watching like uh, CCTV footage of two uh, Brazilian big bo big brothers from, having from, sex from in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> they just have set in those for, and I'm a young girl, but I was clutching my pearls watching this footage. It went viral. It's the Portugal version of the show, and basically, this girl and her the guy she likes are having sex. Okay, totally normal. They're even being polite, and even though everyone else is in the room sleeping with them. Uh, they're covering themselves <laughs> with a blanket at first. And then I guess like it just was going so long that the guy in the bedroom, like in the bed next to them was like, you know what? I'm that is awesome. <laughs> and you literally like he gets and the girl is talking about it. She's like, yes. And then so-and-so came and he was just like so big and fun. And so then both of them joined and then another they interview another housemate. And he's like, I had to pull out the popcorn because at this point it was a show. And the clip is literally just like this girl getting a train ran on her and everyone else in the room just like looking over like, how Holy beautiful. Shit. That's so gorgeous. <laughs> I'm going to. Hey, clutching my pearls like, what is this television where what the are listeners we don't need to society? know this, but I'm gonna do it. Like maybe dive on Big Brother Portugal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Cause also people were like posting about it in Portuguese. So I'm like trying to translate and find translations of like <laughs> what is happening. Cause I did not realize you could like have actual sex on these shows. I thought there was there were standards and rules and a lord in heaven who kept these things from happening, but Dude, no. that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Maybe I can find it. Because it truly is like the wildest footage I have ever seen of a reality show. <laughs> I love it. I love Because I remember seeking that out like a few years ago, finding out that on international season, some of them hooked up. Like, you know, finding some like uh, handsy stuff in the hammock from some people or whatever. But then you've now apparently... What sounds like the Portugal's popping off. Yeah, here, I got, I got you a clip. Let me just put this in the chat because truly, and don't worry, it also has the subtitles so you can oh, really. That's awesome. And it's just like with the lights on. Oh. It's not even in the oh dark. My God. It's truly like and the, lights the, on. Whoever, uh, at Real Nafu who posted this says Big Brother Portugal is on a whole different level. <laughs> Holy shit. 
It's not. He, they're not hiding at all. <laughs> my, my man's is pumping. Right? They're not hiding at all. And then the other guy's just like, come on. He's, let's do oh this. My God. Yeah, he starts holding <laughs> her hand. Then he stands up and walks over there. Oh, man. Ah, this is fucking pretty hot. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm glad I found the Twitter uh, uh, like official press release. I'm gonna find the fucking dirty raw footage. <laughs> raw, yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> Go find the whole episode. Apparently, because apparently on Big Brother they're just doing wild. I had. I just had no idea this was even allowed. It's fucking. Now I'm radical. a little like maybe I'm with the teenagers. We don't <laughs> yeah, need no, sex let, in movies and TV. way less sex. We were talking about that the other day on Action Boys, uh, my movie podcast. We were discussing like. We're all 40-something-year-old, you know, straight guys on the pod. And we're watching 70s, 80s, and 90s movies, and we're craving sex scenes. Not even just for, like, pure horniness, just because it, like, feels like you're watching an adult movie, like a grown-up movie. What are these facts? Is is it actually a thing amongst young people, or is it one of those things where it's, like, eight people on Twitter are seem to have a way larger voice than normal? Because, like... A lot of stuff that I f- I get from X and st- or here on Twitter or from peers, I'm always like, how big is that actually? Because I don't know a lot of twenty, I-, I don't know a lot of Gen Zers who are like, yeah. I mean, Ew. I would I have like a lot of nieces, nephews in that age group, and they all do think it's gross. But they typically are like, I think it's gross because like when I watch things with my parents, I don't want to have to see that with them. And I'm like, how often are you watching things with your parents? Yeah. I mean, that was like a weird part of watching movies growing up is like when my dad would turn to me and be like, she's a snapper, huh, Johnny? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, you ruined boobies for me right oh, now. No. Yeah. Uh, well, because I think about because we were one of our theories we threw out there is that like we didn't have online porn growing up. And so these kids did. So they yeah. so that. It's less of like, a, I need some sort of titillation to happen during this movie. And like, because we have like nostalgia for like the sex scene in Jade or whatever, you know, you're like edging through a fucking hour and a half long movie to get to it or whatever. But I wonder if because they have porn, it's so siloed now that yeah. like, oh, well, if I if I want to be titillated, I put on porn and I never watch porn in a amc theater or with six friends at a party yeah so why would i have this in a right show? why would i put this Which in a tv show why would i put this in a seems to be what they're saying and because most of them are like well we're the generation that grew up with access to the most crazy perverted stuff like as, like at the age of eight years yeah. old as soon as they had like ipads they were like we could look this stuff up so we're more sensitive to it and that's why we don't want it. And also they have more concerns about like actors being uncomfortable filming nude scenes and all of that stuff and seeing it all as like exploitative. And it's like that makes. But I also am like, well, we're at a stage now in TV and film where there's so many like intimacy coordinators. It's like the safest time. Oh, yeah. To be looking at nudity in film like this isn't the, you know, 80s, 90s where you're like. Oh, that girl didn't want to do that with Marlon Brando, and they yeah, made her. Yeah, actors are more so. empowered than ever before. I feel like, and or or hopefully, hopefully there are more. Yeah. Hopefully, because I I actually had never even really done a sex scene except for like a like joke sex scene in a sketch or something. But I shot like a presentation with uh with some company, and I had a sex scene in the show, and we used mm. an intimacy coordinator, and in all honesty. It felt great to just have like a third person there so that like they were in between the director and us in a way where we could ask 
her questions. I could ask her questions to ask my scene partner without having to like go to my scene partner of like, should I put my hands right on your hips while I fake doggy style you? Like, or is that like too aggro, you know? And then you just learn how to smash your hip bone into a butt cheek at a certain angle and make it look like solid pumping. And it, uh, yeah. it was, but having an intimacy coordinator there was like, was radical, was like truly like a game changer. Like everyone felt more comfortable. My scene partner, myself, the director, because the director could say to this, is it possible to get them? To, and it's like, it's not even possible. So good. So we're not going to make either of them try to do something. Oh, we're not even going to try. It was rad. Yeah. And it's so infrequent now anyway, because so many movies are made for like the PG-13 four quadrant. Yeah, the hit. PG-13, yeah. Is, you know, but even, I mean, I guess there was the woman who went viral because she took her husband to see Oppenheimer. And anytime there was nudity on the screen or boobs, she would be like, you have to look away. But there are so there's so much content made for young people without like, you know what I mean? Like Oppenheimer is for adults. It's a three hour biopic by Christopher Nolan. Like if you're going to that, you have to just deal with what's going to be in that. If exactly. go see Paw Patrol. Zero tits in Paw Patrol is my bet. <laughs> no tits in Paw Patrol. Uh, even the Barbie movie. Pretty PG. Yeah. Like, yeah. It has one There's F1. so many other options. I just don't want to see. And I'm like, if you don't want to see boobs in a movie, stay the fuck home. You'll never see stay one. Stay home. If you don't want your kid to be around a certain type of uh, language, your kid shouldn't go to this restaurant. Like, like just kids can do whatever they want. Now, like parents just have this like energy towards their kids. where are like, yeah, you're free. Be yourself. And I'm like, I love that. As someone who had a super strict upbringing, <laughs> let your kids freak flag fly. But that stops at like talking during the movies, shouting at yeah. restaurants, like unless it's like a loud bar or a brewery, which apparently is exclusively for oh my, kids these all days. All the videos of, of kids at the movies and they're on iPads, just fully on iPads at the movies with sound on and just like playing games. It's like, why did you, you know, bring your, your child kid here? doesn't have to go. If you need to go to the movies and like, and but you're, the only way your kid can go is if they have an iPad with no headphones on. Then you're not fucking allowed to go to the movies. You're not go to the yeah. You're you lose that privilege. Sorry. Now I remember when I was younger in my twenties, there was a theater in the in Brooklyn that would have kids screenings where it would be like no one's gonna get mad if your kid makes noise during this, but it'll be adult movies, but it's for like the parents crowd who are like yes we're gonna go sit through Oppenheimer but no one's allowed to get mad at other people's kids for crying and yeah stuff like, like if your kid starts crying you gotta walk out that's the game like that is fair <laughs> right? I think and that's, under, Bring that's, that the, back. that's like everyone to, but if I'm going I'm expecting people to be quiet I get so I I my my movie theater rules you're allowed to whisper <laughs> to each other during trailers and then and then zero talking once the movie starts. Yes. Not full zero, conversations throughout the trailers. You're allowed to whisper to each other. Whisper during <laughs> the trailers because we're paying attention yes. to the trailers. And then full silence. Don't look at your phone when the movie no, starts. No, people have no idea how bright their fucking screen. Oh, dude. It's so bright and distracting. Even when you turn the brightness all the way down. We still see your phone. I can see it out of the fucking corner of my eye, and it drives me so crazy. For and I, I there's a lot to be said about me here that I need to just like pump the brakes a little bit. It's like no one's ruining bottoms by having their phone on like eight seats away. But there is something I'm like, I feel like Larry David a little bit, where I'm like, can't you just, can't you just do the movie? Like, like what's so important? You can't look, you can't not look at your phone for just like an hour and a half. Come on. I just thought of something. I and this is perfect. It's not exactly TV. 
but it's definitely because of strike rules. I'm allowed to talk about it. I saw a Broadway show in early August Ooh. when I was back east visiting my family. Saw a wonderful show. Uh, I saw Kimberly Akimbo. Um, it's the Tony winner. Uh, a former 101 student of mine, I taught improv 101 for years, and one of my students, Bonnie Milligan, she actually won the Tony for her role as the aunt in this movie. So I went and saw- wow. went, I was like- I will, congratulations to you and your team. Yeah, well, thank God she had me explaining yes anding <laughs> sort of, it, 10 years ago. That That's how you get the this Tony. This woman is like bananas talented, and she absolutely crushed- I was so pumped to see it. She was so good during it. The, show, the whole show is beautiful. It's most- it's the most complicated premise, yet it ends up being so <laughs> universal. Like, the main character has that Robin Williams Jack's disease that she looks 65, but she is 13. And so she's uh -huh. in junior high, but looks like an old person. But then there's also a scam that they're doing so that her friends can be in a acapella show. Like, it's got so many stupid layers. Like, it, but it fucking it becomes ends up being so universal as like fear of aging and creativity all just smashed together. But that all that being said, it was a Broadway show. Now, these tickets are not cheap. But it is made up of a lot of old white people who I think have the most difficult relationship. Old people in general. I'm not going to leave it to just white people. But over a certain age, phones are just like, they're, they're not made for phones. I would say phones rang six times during. Oh, my God. Si at least. And, like, I think it shouldn't happen at all. But if it happens once, it should be in your head of, like, fuck is like, my phone on my yeah phone. exactly i <laughs> and like i would be so fucking embarrassed if that happened to me i would be so embarrassed and at, when i was in college i saw uh fela the documentary about fela mm -hmm. kuti or not document the musical about fela kuti on broadway i go with my stepdad and my mom and my stepdad's phone goes off but it's not even just that that's embarrassing it's that his ringtone was just someone yelling bullshitter alert bullshitter alert <laughs> Bullshit, because he thought that was so funny. I mean, it is kind to, like, of funny, but not when it's blasting during. <laughs> not when it's blasting literally in the middle of Fela, like when his wives are doing their like sad funeral dance. Right, and then right. my stepdad's phone is just screaming bullshit or alert. And I was just like, I. You're not my real dad. Storm out of there. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to ask you about some TV that I think we can talk about because neither of us worked on it, weren't in it. Uh, season two of This Fool. Fuck, man. I think it's one of the funniest shows on TV. Right? It's so good. It's also got something else going for it that is very specific to my uh, uh, taste right now, and it's L.A. stuff. It's it's really an L.A. show, but an L.A. that I don't know shit about as a guy who moved to WeHo 11 years ago and has never moved, <laughs> and all his friends live in Los Feliz, Silver Lake, in the Valley. You know? Like, going to, like, the Mexican neighborhoods and seeing all that, it feels, and it really feels in a small way like an L.A. show, but just a perspective of L.A. that I would never have had. Like, and it's... yeah. And, Frankie. It's exactly how I feel when I watch Winning Time. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> look at this LA. <laughs> now you need time travel to get to that LA. But this, yeah. this is like out. And the fucking show is so funny. And they and they really live in a kind of world of just below magical realism where it's like, and 
I got a crit. It's such an interesting tone. Yeah, because like sometimes you'll be like, oh, that's very just traditional sitcom. And then they'll out of nowhere do something so surreal that you're like, what? A two part heist episode that's like super yeah. intense, like <laughs> the hostage situation. But it's also played for insane laughs with Cordry as a cop. Like it's, yeah. it's wild. Oh, that was one of the funniest, probably my favorite arc of the show. It was so fucking <laughs> the shit that was happening inside there where uh, Julio is like flipping sides to becomes on the hostage side just because he got his heart broken is like so funny yeah <laughs> uh the other the other thing that's those guys the behind the scenes guys on that show uh the the dudes who made corporate jake matt and pat they're really talented guys and they and you said that tone thing corporate really played in the weird tone world too Absolutely. in a really fun way and i think this fool just found like a richer world of storytelling and to be honest like uh, Chris Estrada is great, but Frankie Quinones yeah. is like the find of the fucking century, man. Like, yeah, I mean, and I think if, if you watched uh, Dress Up Gang, if you like knew about like the improv stuff he was doing forever ago, you like you knew it was gonna he was gonna blow up in something. And I'm so happy it was this fool because I feel like he's truly just like playing a character he loves. It's so funny. It's so f like when he's all amped up about being security at the fucking yeah. suit shop and he takes it like super seriously and starts calling himself like a first responder and shit. Like that shit is so fucking funny to me. And he the when when the heist when the when they're a part of the hostage situation and he starts doing push-ups to warm up is like and he's done he does push-ups to warm up a few times throughout the fucking yeah. Times, yeah. and it's such a funny <laughs> real specific of dudes of that type of macho dude that it really I it really makes me happy. <laughs> that bit just it got me every yeah, time. It, always it is I fucking it was probably my favorite show of the summer, I think. I think it might be. I mean the only other show that I watched more aggressively was And Just Like That. I'm like a huge. I mean, OK. And Just Like That is the show of the yeah. year of the century. It is the best show ever it's made. It's my favorite I... show and least favorite show of the year. I can't explain it. Precisely. Yeah, I cannot explain Precisely. it. Precisely. I actually you're like the second like 40 something year old man we've had on the show who's like And Just Like That is actually my favorite show. Oh, I now. wonder if because I'm of the age that. I watched Sex in the City like as a TV show and fucking loved it because it was yeah. hot women talking about sex and was pretty funny. And I was a New York. I wanted to move to New York. So it activated like a bunch of stuff. And like Tiff, my wife was really into it. So we got into like and so and just like that comes around, we're like, oh, we're going to give it a shot. And we hated it. I will say it like won me back a little bit in the last yeah. couple of episodes. And all right. Big, big. Upset, big upset, big surprise for me. Big upset. I always loved Miranda. They've nerfed her. She is like oh, so yeah. weak and it's desperate. Miranda's now. not the same Miranda no. at all. It's like, what is this character? The old Miranda never would have a roommate where she can't use the bathroom because the bathroom is in a roommate's room. What you're a lawyer, you have money. Like, I don't apartment. understand a lot of that stuff that's going on. And but I will say the surprise is. Charlotte was my least favorite from the series, but Charlotte stays no, she's, winning. She's I think she really. She is my favorite now. Uh, I, I love Harry, like too. He's so good. Yeah, and I've always liked her uh, partners, Kyle MacLachlan and and, and, and yeah. Evan. She's always like been good in relationship dynamics, but they just really found their stride with her and Harry being like old sex freaks who like hate their yes, kids. and like and like 
yes, she has Rock, their nine, her non-binary uh, child, and like they, they, everyone, got, and and she has like the new black friend, and so and so has a new Indian friend, so and so has a new black. Friend. Everyone got. Yes. Uh, everyone got like everyone has their little diversity. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter. I, I wish I could quote who it was to call them. Everyone got their own therapy POC this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It truly is just like, oh, Miranda needs Che to figure out that Miranda's a lesbian. Right. And it's that's the only reason Che was really. It's kind of crazy that we follow. Now, it would be rude to invite four female POC characters onto the show and have them just be friends of that of them. Yeah, but, but that's follow kind them, of what they, they did. They follow them a little too much in my book. It's like, yeah, now we're following seven storylines. Like, you know, like now we're at the H storyline of. Yeah, of Nia like, I'm falling for the chef. <laughs> I was literally going to say Nia. I was like, I'm supposed to care that Nia's ex had a kid with someone and she bought him a stroller? Right, like, right. what is I that? Know. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know here. shit about Nia. Like, like in that last episode, Miranda's like, you are a law professor at Columbia. And I was like, she is? Oh, right. Why the yeah. fuck are you acting like this? <laughs> yeah. Why? And why are you in the, in the... And then it just truly was like, we just did all of this so she could loop her back around and fucking the chef that you she met forever oh. ago. And then all I could think was, great, she's going to fuck this chef all night and Miranda's going to come home from doing the BBC interview and she's not even going to be able to use the bathroom because yeah, their roommate's going to have in the hallway again, Miranda. Again. Like... And now we're like... Oh, and like, Steve's show. got a storyline. Miranda's got a storyline. <laughs> Mia's got a storyline. Seema's got a story... But you know who doesn't? Brady. Their kid. No, uh... <laughs> My, they tried to kind of give him one, and then by the end of the season, he is just there to bike into scenes in the background, smile, look like, around, oh. <laughs> smile, and bike away. I will say the one thing that Brady has shit story, but immaculate casting. That is good yes. casting for Miranda. That and is Steve's good kid. casting. Red yeah. curly hair to find that like. <laughs> look, yeah, tall looks both look like both yeah. of them, but still a little weird. They really didn't yeah. nail it there. Not on a not like ugly, but as weird as you would imagine their kid would be. Yeah. Like it's perfect. Yeah, and I as just a, on a purely uh, pure heterosexual creep vibe, love the addition of the other characters because they're all smokes. Like Seema yeah. is so hot, and oh, Seema is so. And the hot. woman whose name I can and never the, remember, who had a miscarriage. Uh, oh the documentary yeah, yeah, I can never remember her name. I hate her husband so much. <laughs> Honestly, I could do away with both of them. I'm just kind of like I don't really care about Charlotte's school friend. Yes. Like Charlotte's interesting enough; right. they could just disappear. And now Charlotte has all art they friends. ever do is oh, like. Speak of Charlotte, has art friends. You know the uh, the woman who is her boss, like who wears the midriff. The uh, that's Bonnie yeah. from uh, from. Um, oh my full, gosh! Uh, full disclosure, uh, what's Kimberly Akimbo from your mentorship yeah, yeah. and teaching? That's Bonnie. I taught her everything she knows. <laughs> she's ripping. And now she's on the best show on she's TV. Ripping, riffing with Kristen Davis. I taught her that. No, just, <laughs> level one is like where you have the least. It's pretty much just daycare for rich twenty somethings. <laughs> But it got her on and just like that. So I think that counts as a win, actually. (laughs) 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Before we wrap up, uh, one thing that my fans know is that you are a connoisseur of dad TV. Oh, hell yeah. That's uh, my... You know, the, uh, Lincoln Lawyer, Bosch, Jack Ryan. I was hoping you could give us a dad TV update. What's happening in the world of dad so TV? So tr- I've been... Because I really watch a lot of dad TV and uh, a friend of mi- mine and I think a friend of the show, Manzukis, and I text about yes, dad yeah. TV a lot. We both like this dad. And I think there's something... It's like, it's action adjacent action thriller mystery adjacent with a lead of a certain age frequently a male and it's got and it's sort of got some male fantasy elements of like he can't stop fucking his ex-wife and he's rich (laughs) and it's this you know like there's a lot of like detective novels that fall into that Bosch is a great example of like he's a stud who lives in like a house in the Hollywood Hills but is also a Hollywood homicide cop like it makes no and I think this one is not very male centric, but it is special forces centric and Paramount's Lioness. Uh, And now I'm not plugging it. I'm just talking about it. Uh, We're just talking about it. Don't watch it. Dude, we don't care. We're not telling you. It's the dude who does all the TV now. Tyler uh, Sheridan. I was going to say Tyler Perry. He's the guy who does (laughs) all the other TV. I'm talking about the guy who does all the the old white man TV. Yeah, yeah, Tyler (laughs) Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Tyler or Taylor. Which one is it? Yeah. Um, So Tay Tay, uh, he produces the show Lioness. And it's uh, Zoe Saldana as like the head of a badass like um, special forces crew. And uh, it's like it's called Lioness because it's about like they have an un- a female undercover operative that they're supporting. And it's pretty intense and pretty badass action and, and fun characterization. And I feel like in in the recent dad TV pantheon, that's a great addition. Now, I love Bosch yeah. and I've watched every episode of the New Lincoln Lawyer series, but I do not enjoy the New Lincoln Lawyer. I'm like watching <laughs> that out of like. But you watched every episode. I've watched every episode, of course, and I've and I've I, I watched the McConaughey movie. Uh, I watched, I love Bosch. I can't get enough of Bosch. Even Bosch Legacy on free. I was gonna ask Bosch Legacy, which Manzukis he can't. He told me all about <laughs> and had to explain to me since I knew nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like it's clearly just a way to like trim 
to like reset some people's salaries and trim a few characters <laughs> that probably got their negotiations up too high. And we're like, I can't be in a 10th season of this fucking show. And Titus Welliver's <laughs> like, I can. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Shout out Titus Welliver and Michael Connolly, the author of the Bosch novels, for seeing them on the fucking picket lines over at Paramount the last few times I've gone. So Hell shout yeah. them out. As, uh, I actually, I did not know Bosch was based on a, a novel. It's based on a, a long wow. series of novels. A lot of them. And Lincoln Lawyer is Bosch's brother in the, because uh, the guy also writes all the Lincoln <laughs> Lawyer books and they are actually brothers, but two different rights, two different co production companies own the rights so they can never cross over in some way now. Some annoying That's like so X-Men and Spider-Man way. So I definitely thought Lincoln Lawyer, I thought that was like a real person because it was a movie with Matthew McConaughey and I thought he was playing like a real like, person. Yes, exactly. Like he's a biopic about the guy who... Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was like, oh, some important lawyer who like helped with civil rights or something. I definitely probably thought about, probably thought that when that movie came out, it was only because all my stupid friends read the Bosch novels. And then I know, here, <laughs> they were like, no. Here's another tying Bosch into this fool in a way. Bosch is a very the books are very LA and the 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 show is very LA in that they discuss how they like their in and out burgers they talk about their favorite taco trucks and they're all using real references they like in the way um what was Issa Rae's show's name? It's escaping. Insecure. Insecure, I thought, was yeah. a great L.A. show as well. Oh, and yeah. again, that's the one that made me fall in love with L.A. Because it was like, look, at like it just loved the city so right. much. Right. For, for me, too. And especially like not to keep being uh, old white man in the story. But like, I don't know Baldwin Hills that well. You know what I mean? So like seeing like shit like that to me was super interesting. But in uh, in Bosch, they're literally like are we going to go to birds? I don't really want to go. Like, it's like, they talk about like real. And then there's always like a moment. Like birds. Isn't that great. It's a little. Over yeah. Here. It's yeah. like, it's mostly UCB <laughs> people getting drunk. So that's kind of fun. Uh, birds, the bar last time I was there, it's been a while has a passage from a Bosch novel framed where he, they reference wow. uh, birds. They'll, they'll be in a car chase and they'll be like, Meet me down where La Cienega crosses with Melrose Place. Like, they, like, use, like, super specific directions. It's clearly been, like, yeah, fact-checked. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, you know, Apple TV got into the dad TV game. Have you watched Hijack with Idris Elba? Of course. <laughs> I thought that counted as dad TV. It 100% did. I, I can't believe I left it and off I, my I was, Yeah. I watched it all in a night. I kind of fell in love with it. And then at the end was like, oh, this could have been a movie. It would have been a okay. great two hour movie. It was it, yeah. instead it, like a lot of shit that I, that's on TV these days. It would have been a banging two hour movie. Instead, it was a fine eight hour series, a perfectly fine eight hour series that I watched until four in the morning. And then was like, yep, OK, I will watch Idris Elba do almost. I mean, the, the premise of the, the premise of the show is they pitch is like he's a top shelf negotiator stuck yeah. in a hostage situation and then by the end of it he's like bashing a guy's head in with a pistol and you're like wait i don't, I, I, I just want to I see was like he thriller. really didn't negotiate no. much of it and also we never like see him even before the plane like negotiate a deal and see like oh he's so good it's truly just him being like i think i can handle this i think i can manage this situation on this yeah plane. and i think we're so, i think the reasoning for that is that it is in real time which is kind of cool like but but that does get boring as a viewer. It's like there's a reason oh, yeah. you time jump and edit in fucking And features. time jump and edit instead of showing us the same timeline from another character's perspective <laughs> right, for right. the fourth time. And I'm like, I get it. The girl found the bullet. Okay, like, let's keep going. But I did think it was pretty solid dad TV. 
So yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, the most recent other uh, dad TV I've been enjoying was uh, Mayor of Kingstown, which is Jeremy Renner as a guy who like lives in a town full of prisons and like prisons are the entire economy. So it's all about prisoners, wardens, lawyers, releases, gangs on the outside. And he's trying to keep the peace. These are the shows that fuck you up though. When you're like a fucking a cab leftist. And then you're like, who's your favorite character on the show? It's like, Oh, the SWAT guy who kills criminals extrajudiciously. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's like, Oh, the thing you rail against all the time is like, well, I'm like, I like it in movies, <laughs> but in movies it's fun when it's fake, yeah. when it's not real, it's the best time. Yeah, and of course I know I've, these movies ruined me as a kid and I had to like be deprogrammed from my fascist yeah. beliefs. <laughs> You know, but once that happens, it's like it's just a good time. Okay? Yeah, I was just—I I was making the joke for a while that I was like, I shouldn't have been like an eleven-year-old kid who had strong opinions about internal affairs. Like, let him do his job for fuck's sake. Get out of the way. Yeah. All these fucking. Come on. But it's like I watched SVU. Of course, I was like, come on, let Stabler knock his shit come on. out. He like, should just be able to beat the fuck out of this guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We know he did it. We know he did it. And, that's and then how by you the know. end of the episode, it's like another person entirely. And you're just like, whatever, to get to the truth. That's how you know Law and Order has been fucking running cover for the fucking police industrial complex forever. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, we're we're gonna wrap up here. This was such a fun episode. I, I think listeners, you got you got a lot here that we've talked about that you can go watch. Hell yeah. I mean Hell yeah. I would say start with hijack. Just get into the TV, the dad Yeah, TV. I would say start with hijack, get pumped for the what sounds like the Golden Bachelor. And if you aren't watching the series alone, there's a, yes. at least a season on like every streaming service. It is like a, <laughs> a history channel show that has most of its episodes on Hulu. But you can find a season or two on Netflix. You can find a season or two almost anywhere. I highly I find, see, like, it takes up what I, it eliminates everything I dislike about reality shows. There's no host. <laughs> there's no, like, interview. Like, eventually it does get a little boring and a little, this last season was, like, mega monotonous. But uh, it is, like, an anthropological study of humanity as you watch people just get hungrier and crazier as time goes on. <laughs> and, like, truly non-media trained professionals that have no desire to be in the media. Like whenever you watch like a, a person on bachelor, you're like, this person wants to yeah. be famous. But when you watch this, a, a, a toothless woman, who's like, I just want to buy a plot of land in Alaska. You're like, <laughs> hell yeah, alone. honey, you better fucking like, win. Yes, you deserve it, girl. <laughs> Golden you alone. It. It's all like 70 year olds just <laughs> dying in the fucking woods. <laughs> and it sounds better than what I've been doing, which is I watched uh, all three seasons of hotel hell uh, I don't even know what that I, is. I don't know why. It's like a Gordon Ramsay show where he goes to shitty hotels and fixes them. I love that shit. I've always said another unscripted show I've always loved was Shark Tank. And I wish there was a website uh. you can go to where like it's like Mark Cuban actually made the most money off this. He lost yes. the most money off this. This person is somebody out this. there has. To I know that. I got to You know, there's probably some intense Reddit thread about all this. Yeah, yeah there is some ner if there's someone there's someone out there who keeps track of every bar rescue bar that shuts down or succeeds. Someone's definitely keeping. Yeah, track yeah I'm sure. at Gabrus on all social media listeners. Hit me yeah, there with that with that link. If, you got one. Yeah, if you're one of those Shark Tank accounting freaks, please let me know ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't let these sirens go past. Oh shit, it's Bosch. You're under arrest. It's Bosch. Bo it's Bosch. Bosch <laughs> is coming down Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> John, I want to thank you so much for joining me. This was such a fun conversation. Always is with uh, you, boo. Oh, thank 
Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, come back anytime. We should have you and Manzoukas come on and just do a whole dad thing. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let the two fatherless 40 somethings come on and scream <laughs> about dad television. I mean, childless. Just, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I am fatherless as well. I can't speak for Jason, but I know we're both childless. <laughs> yeah. You know, you fathered a generation of hipsters. Yes. And that's what that's matters. All that matters. <laughs> And listeners, if you want to support the actors and the writers of these many wonderful shows we talked about, you can go to the picket lines. If you're in New York or L.A., go join us. You can drop off food. You can drop off water. Uh, And if you're not in L.A. or New York or you don't feel like going to a picket line because it has been so hot lately, I get it. You can still donate money to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. You can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category when asked. Hell yeah. John, anything else you want to plug? Anything you want the people to know? Yeah, I check out uh, PAX.com for my uh, era if see if it's for sale in the state near you. They are delivering, so... Uh, depending if you're what your state is, but I know we are in California shops and New York shops now. So check check them out there. Get yourself a little custom Pax era with a little high and mighty art design on it from yours truly. And it's uh, really cute. Yeah, and even if you don't give a shit about me, it's a cute pen that works well. <laughs> the pods are pricey, but they are fucking good pure yeah, rosin. They were. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're pure <laughs> rosin. It's a live rosin pod that came with that yeah. baby. <laughs> it sh- it works wonders, but it ain't cheap. Uh, it shouldn't be. It's compressed high quality cannabis. So. It's very high gas. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about worth what it should be. <laughs> I want to thank my guest, John Gaber, so much for joining me. What an absolutely wonderful conversation. Uh, also, listeners, if you want to support the actors, the writers who make the shows you love, if you're in LA or New York, you can join us on a picket line to drop off food or water, or hey, get out there and pick it too. You don't have to be in the union to come support us. Uh, You can also donate money to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. You can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category when asked. And TV Club, make sure that you're caught up on a few things. Uh, I want you to watch Winning Time because, well, it got canceled. So, hey, if you weren't watching it, go watch it now. It's a whole series because it got canceled. (laughs) We'll also be getting into The Golden Bachelor, which I cannot wait for. Uh, I'm also going to ask you to get ready for Below Deck Mediterranean because our girl, Captain Sandy, she's coming back. I cannot wait. And that's it. That's all. That's your homework. Okay. thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 